Now on to our listeners. T3 understands what took place. The night you started listening to wrestling podcasts, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together and said a prayer and it sounded like this. Oh dear God, you see my name's Billy and I just love wrestling podcasts, but there's just one problem. They all absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said, Bob, but my name's really, it doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right, they do suck. But there is one thing, and one thing only that you can do. You must go find the show that is simply electrifying. You must go find Take Two Takedown. Oh, but God, anybody but take... Know your role and shut your mouth. And then as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek and piss rolled down your leg. Your house started to shake, the clouds parted and the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what T3 is cooking... Episode 91. That's right, T3 friends. Here we are. Your friend John here driving into the bunker, racing in the T3 race car to make it there on time. And guess what? Not going to happen. No, I think Uh, we should probably, like, sponsor a NASCAR. You know, they put stickers all over. I mean, how much would it be for, like, just a tiny T3 sticker on there? Probably uh, not that much, right? No, it's quite costly. Is it really? I don't know. I don't really know how NASCAR works. What if we put it on like a like a Pinewood Derby car? Can Ooh, we do we that? could do that. We could we afford could that, that, right? Well, we'd have to pay for the sticker to be made. Oh my god, this is already way too expensive. Hey, hey, here we are, <laughs> episode ninety-one. I'm <laughs> racing into the the bunker. Craig, you're already there holding down the fort. Mixing martinis, making magic happen. I what am. I am, you, sir. Friend. I am just excited, as you said, for episode 91, me and you, back together again. We are here to discuss wrestling on what, and I hate to say it because we've said it once or twice, uh, a decent episode of Raw and an okay episode of SmackDown. Like, decent shows happened this week, which is some reason rare in what we've spent almost two years talking about. Um... I'm going to disagree with you on one point. Oh, no. SmackDown was not that good, in my opinion. Um, but we'll get into it as we unfold the show. Uh, but like you said, as I am racing into work, we are racing into the Clash of Champions. Yes, we have Clash of Champions to discuss this week's episode. We've, so we've got our predictions for that. We got Raw, we got SmackDown, we got some AEW news to discuss and everything like that. But as we've always mentioned... Don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at Take2Takedown. Don't forget to email us all you want to for your mailbag, the letters and all that, to triple bag at gmail.com. And call our hotline, 434-602-1931. But this week's letter, folks, that we have um, is not actually a letter, so I don't know why I'm, I'm shaking paper like this. Uh, it was a text that we got from our uh, oftentimes co-host, uh, Jeffrey the Referee, who is still out on his sabbatical of allowing his wife to have a baby. Well, I mean, I think we gave the appropriate name to the child. Little Luchasaurus. Little Luchasaurus, or Luchi, as we call him. 
We like to call him Lucci. Lucci. But yes. uh, Jeff the Ref, his wife, little Lucci, and the rest of the family are all doing well, for those of you that may be concerned. And um, I feel I'm going to channel the power of Lucci in my, my picks this week because I need something. Yes. But anyway, yes. mm-hmm. what does Jefe the Refe want to know? Jefe the Refe says, and I think this is a good point to get us off on to how everything went this week, is... On the at the end of SmackDown this week, we had Kevin Owens get fired by Shane yes. McMahon. Does he do the what has happened before, which is he shows up on Raw, or does he go to NXT based on his cryptic tweet that Kevin Owens put out immediately following SmackDown? And that tweet, if you don't know, if you hadn't seen, if you hadn't heard news about it, all he tweeted out was the number fourteen dash twenty four dash twenty. Which, if you relay those to the alphabet, that is the letters NXT. So, is Kevin Owens hinting that he may be returning to NXT, which will be on the USA Network starting this coming week, or will he be going to Raw? What say you, John? Well, I have a different theory. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think he gave us the combination to his locker. Ah, probably. As in, I don't care anymore. Just come take all my WWE shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And now he'll make his way to AEW. I got it. That would be awesome. That would be no, awesome. Just kidding. <laughs> now, I think very uncrypted, cryptedly, uh, we know that WWE has said they are going to take some of the... Uh, main show stars and send them down to NXT as they make the transition over to live TV. Uh, who better than a Kevin Owens, uh, a mainstay of uh, NXT, and a well-known character from both SmackDown and Raw to come in and kind of anchor that show for a hot minute so that we can get reintroduced to all the characters of NXT. Because, I mean, they're really going to pull from all their other shows and bolster NXT up so that we have not one, not two, but three WWE products to watch every week because they're just that good. Just that good. Uh, This previous week's NXT that they had on their last exclusive WWE Network episode, um, me and my wife deemed the, hey, remember these guys from the breakout tournament? Because it was always a popular wrestler, like a, a mainstay NXT, versus somebody from the breakout tournament because they are obviously trying to sort of fill their roster a little bit because they can easily do a one-hour show, which includes, you know, three matches or so. But now that you're doing a live two-hour show, uh, you got to build up that roster a little bit more. I think than they have so bringing people down bringing more people up uh, there is still the rumors of 205 being shut down so I'm sure some of them will show up on NXT but the only thing I think I'm disappointed in and I don't know if disappointed is the right word is that me and you are huge fans of Kevin Owens I am a large fan of him because I much like him am large and look like him so therefore I, I don't want him to go to NXT as like a step down and even though it's now going to be on the usa and it's now going to be on a network and more people are going to see it it still kind of feels like a step down i don't think it's a step down as much as a step over i'm going to look at it in the positive as in kevin owens can obviously handle the reins both in and out of the ring and they are looking for somebody that they can depend on to uh carry the show and draw interest over so i think this is a 
kudos, a compliment, if you will, to one Kevin Owens saying, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. we believe in you, buddy. Go over there and be as awesome as you are. That is true. That is true. Almost the, like, hey, we want this show to be popular, and you're, like you said, you're going to be the anchor to that. Like, I like that. John. From under mm-hmm. the McMahon's, kind of. Right, And right. puts him back under Triple H. Yes, that's where true. Where he flourished. That's true. That is very true. Um, I do like that. I do like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, also, uh, and I, we discussed this a little bit this week, and I don't know if either of us were aware of this happening, but at least for the next two upcoming weeks, their first two USA exclusive episodes of NXT, uh, it's actually only one hour on USA, and then the second hour from 9 to 10 will still be on the WWE Network. Well, I think... It's, it's kind of a twofold thing. This allows Suits to play out its final season. But what it does is it's like, hey, we know NXT, all you faithful NXT followers, usually watch us on the network Wednesday nights. So we're going to say, hey, dabble in, get used to getting your feet wet in the USA network, because we're now coming off Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah. And it also allows them to play a little, we'll try the live show for an hour, then we'll have the recorded bit at the end so that we can still finish strong these next two uh, see, uh, two shows. And then when we go 100% head-to-head against AEW and go full two-hour live shows, we're good to go. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. That is a good uh, sort of, eat, like you said, an ease into it for everybody, for viewers and for them. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. I, I I just hope they don't spend the first hour of both of these episodes pushing people to go immediately by the network and watch the fun stuff that's coming on the second hour. That's going to kind of annoy me. Even though we already have the network, it's still going to annoy me. Well, speaking of the network, we have the ongoing promise that they're going to a new tiered system and that if you're willing to spend more money, you get more content. But I'm going back to my original question, Craig. If they do something like that with the network, but they're taking all their shows and putting them on regular TV or cable TV, what's left? What do I want from that network? Yeah, I mean, you if, know, I, if they go to a tiered system and the lowest tier means all I do is get the pay-per-views, I'd actually be fine with that. Because now the main thing I watch on there is NXT, NXT UK, and 205. And if they're going to dismantle 205, they're moving NXT, I'm not going to pay them, you know, $3 more a month just to watch NXT UK. Right. I mean, I know you're going to get Evolve, and they're talking about uh, WWE's in talk with three other promotions, one being a Mexican luchador wrestling thing, and then there's two other smaller promotions, obviously feeders into WWE, but uh, they're going to put those on, and you can buy them on tiers to watch that. But, I mean, all in all, Craig, it's it's watching the the indies. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And while we love them, while we are huge supporters of them, do I want to pay three to six extra dollars a month to, when I feel like it, when I'm on a whim, when I have the time, watch some indie wrestling? Or would I rather save the money? But, I mean, that also... Now you are you in competition with yourself because you now have three shows three days a week that you want us to watch. Then you want me to come back and watch your content on the network 
and it's not going to work out. I mean, look at what um, the the DC network thing, the uh, the C- yeah, the CW with everything that they're doing. Is that what you yeah, mean? But like I mean, the, mm-hmm. well, no, like the DC universe. Oh, okay, app gotcha. Right, right. So that they were like, hey, we're going to promise you new and original content, but the problem we have with that is you didn't give us enough. There's not a lot there, and then the back catalog. The only ones you're getting to buy your service for a back catalog, like to read your comic books and stuff like that, are your true diehard fans, which, relating that back to WWE, we may be. However, with the advent of YouTube and other free sites, I can go back and watch the clips I want to remember. I'm not necessarily going to go back and watch a Raw from three years ago that I have no paid interest in. It, exactly, exactly. Uh, the the interesting spots, the interesting matches, the interesting promos that all of us want to go back and watch. Like you said, I, I can watch for free online. I can watch on YouTube. I can, I can even watch on the, the WWE.com site most of the time. You know, so I, is it worth gonna, is it going to be worth paying that money? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what this tiered system says and what they're going to offer. But like I said, right now, the main reason I'm keeping the network is, and I think the main reason anybody is, the pay-per-view. It's just cheaper for me to pay you $9.99 a month than it is to pay $40, $50 a month for these pay-per-views. You're absolutely right. So we'll see where that goes. We'll see what they give us. And speaking of seeing where we're going, there's... Weird stuff on the road in front of me. Mm-hmm. What is what is that weird stuff on the road? I feel as though people are trying to prevent me from getting to the bunker to join you, my friend. There are apparently a truck decided they wanted to offload in the middle of the travel lane. But don't worry, the train professional. Train I will drive around this mess. Professional. Obviously, professional. nothing. Nothing will keep us from doing a show. Nothing will keep us from doing a show, much like nothing will keep Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman from signing a contract. On this week's episode of Raw, because uh, they had Stone Cold Steve Austin there to negotiate, referee, whatever you want to call it for the contract signing. Let's say host. Host. Host the contract signing. But, I mean, here's the problem I have with that. You're in Madison Square Garden. Yes. But I like I like to be more positive in our show. I keep talking about my problems. But mm-hmm. you, you're you in Madison Square Garden. You couldn't have a bigger opening than bringing Stone Cold out. Right, And right. there was like a feel of electricity running through my body, coursing through my loins. Mm-hmm. When I heard that glass smash. Yes. And yes. I knew he was coming out. And then he comes out. And we want our old Stone Cold back. We want the awesomeness. And we get everybody's best friend, Stone Cold. And um, I love him in his new show. But yeah, uh, yeah. I need a hard edge Stone Cold. Uh, I do got to say, like, this is one of one of my favorite openings to Raw in a very long time. Yeah. Although and- he came out, he gave a, oh, hell yeah, and his little I'm happy to be here speech. I remember this place. When they finally got through Seth Rollins reading the cue cards for his speech on how Braun and him have to get along, but, you know, they both want that belt, so we're going to compete. Right, right. When the uh, OC came out and uh, the the exchange between AJ and Stone Cold 
Although you could tell they were like giving you two got to tell each other you don't you know AJ you don't respect Stone Cold Stone Cold you got to tell AJ to shut the hell up. Um, although they ad libbed that and I think they did fairly well. Uh, I did like how that all went down with Braun and uh, Seth taking out Luke and uh, Gallows and Anderson. And then uh, Stone Cold actually throws a stunner on AJ. Yes, which AJ sold beautifully, I think. Oh, he was a beautiful man. Uh, like, and, I, then, and I almost he, feel that Styles was, you know, because uh, Styles has been around for a while, but Styles was not, you know, mainstay roster when Stone Cold was around. But it almost felt like he, you, you felt like Styles was excited to get the stunner from Stone Cold, even though obviously he's playing like he's the heel and stuff. But, you know, it's almost like, you, you were like, he wanted to do it. I think he sold it so well that he was like, yes, I thought, you know, like, I have accomplished something. I got stunned by Stone Cold. Like, that's a goal. I think that's, that's like a rite of passage. It is. It is. So, but, um, I mean, they all sold. It drove the story forward. I like all of that stuff. Um, but once again, you know, you build this feud, and then immediately we come back from the commercial after he gets st- uh, Stone Cold Stunner. And uh, he's in a match immediately with Cedric Alexander. Yeah, yeah, which, and the thing is, is he immediately went in this match. It was, it was a good match for a little while, and then you had OC come out, like, which you knew was going to happen. Um, you then had Viking Raiders come out to defend Alexander, which was kind of fun. And it's like, I know we watch a lot of wrestling. I know we, lot of, we, we feel like we are knowledgeable in this. But, like, when you see stuff like that happen, like, you know exactly, you knew Alexander versus AJ, OC was going to come out. As soon as OC came out, you were like, well, someone's going to come out and defend him. Like, is it going to be Seth and Strowman? Is who is, and then it's like, oh, it's the Viking Raiders. That's fun. And then as soon as Which, they're out there, you're like, well, this is obviously going to be like a 10-man tag match at some point at the end of the night. Like, and They're all going to get involved in something. But, I mean, all this does is solidify a few things. So now we know the Viking Raiders are going to be faced, at least for the meantime. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um... We know this was to push the feud between AJ and Cedric, and I like the fact that they're letting Cedric give her and making him look strong. Obviously, AJ can eat some pins. Right, He's right. going to be okay. Um, but, you know, the rumor is they really like Cedric. They want to build a, a, a lot of talent and time around him and develop him up so that he can be maybe a top-tier guy. And, I mean, I will say this, and I think Renee Young said it right in their end match when they did do the 10-man. Renee Young, when she was looking at all the face in the ring waiting for the heels to come down, mm-hmm. was like, that's a lot of, how did she say it? That's a lot, that's a very large team. Yes, yes. And I then, mean, with a strong and with Viking Raiders, yeah. Then uh, Dolph, Rude, AJ, and the club come out, and she's like, oh, look at those bad guys. She couldn't say anything about the size. <laughs> right, I right. I just laughed. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the other thing I noticed when we did the 10-man is you take Braun, you take the Viking Raiders, and then maybe Gallows. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, those are your four big men. The rest of them were all, even Cedric Alley, pretty much cookie-cutter in the same body shape, where it's more of the CrossFit athlete, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you there? Exactly. They're all kind of... Uh, Craig, I they, thought I lost you because you didn't answer me, and 
I'm driving in the uh, T3 Roadster, and you didn't answer. <laughs> well, you were turning all robotic there for a second, but I got it. Because you're, I mean, out of those, you take away those four, the rest of them could probably be on 205. Like, or at least close to it. Like, they could easily be cruiserweights. So, it, it I mean, but I liked it. I, you're building up to, you know, I, I would not be surprised if we get an announcement sometime today on Friday or tomorrow that they're going to have a pre-show match of the OC versus uh, the Viking Raiders, maybe for Clash of Champions. Like, oh, I'm, I'm predicting this is a push for a storyline. I'm mm -hmm. saying you're going to have a lot of interference at Clash of Champions. Uh, do Gallows and Anderson get the belts back? And if so, or you know, do Rude and uh, Ziggler, Rudolph get the uh, the belts, and then that leads into the Viking Raiders being the face competition for it. I think they're building the Viking Raiders into competing for the tag belts at Survivor Series. Good, they should, because what they did to them on NXT for their NXT tag team belts was dirty as shit, so. But mm -hmm. I, that's how I'm looking at it. But then again, remember, I need to change my whole style because I'm too busy writing stories forward in these matches. And not just looking at momentum. Exactly. And speaking of that, uh, speaking of how we will probably all be picking for picking going forward, because we want to do better at these pick'em challenges, uh, the four horsewomen match, Lynch and Flair versus Banks and Bailey, was really, really good, I thought. So I'm liking Bailey back and ba or not Bailey, Banks back with a purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm liking Evil Sasha is, is the best Sasha to The have. best. The best. And I want more. Give me more. And I'm going to be honest with you. You know because, and here it is for episode 91, I love you, Becky Lynch. I love you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, because I love my Becky so much, I can't pick a guest or to pick a couch. Right, right. I want to go on record as saying right now, I could see a belt change at uh, Clash of Champions Sasha getting the belt, Bailey retaining, and this becomes a change to Survivor Series, which should lead us right into that big brand split. Yes, yes, exactly. I, I think that uh, I, I can see why they would. I'm not going to uh, give you my prediction yet for how Clash of Champions is going to end, but I can see why they would. It, it kind of makes some sense as to why they would. And... I think this sort of proves, not that we didn't know that in the first place, but seeing these four women together prove that any of these four women can hold the belt and probably be a good female face for either brand. Like, they're, they're all very good in their own way. They all, you know, have a lot of uh, ring talent. They got a lot of charisma. Like, all of these four are, would be good belt holders for either brand show. Right, and... If you look at the belts and who's holding them now, they're all face. Yes, yes, exactly. Except for Shinsuke. Right, except for Shinsuke. So we need a couple of heel champions. And I think, who better than, who better to beat the man for a time than the evil boss? boss? Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I will, I will succumb to the fact that although I will never pick against Becky Lynch, any match she's ever in, mm -hmm. if they choose this as the opportunity for it to come off of her, I would, one, love Becky in a chase. Let her retain the belt. Let her hold the belt for a while. Because every time she's won the heavy, the uh, women's championship belt, 
they take it off like the next day. Yeah, like almost immediately. Exactly. Hello? Are you there? Hello? Are you there? Hello, are you there? Craig, I'm sorry. Craig. Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I was going into the bunker, and um, they had to lift the cone of silence so that I could keep transmitting to you. Oh, good, good, good. Good, but uh, I think we're okay now. We're I tried okay. to you warn sound... you, did you? I heard no warning. You just disappeared into the vast emptiness of space. Uh, I was trying to let you know as I was making my way into the secret entrance of our new bunker that uh, I had to get past Big Show. Oh, he's dangerous. Well, now that he's uh, pseudo-retired and making one TV show, uh, we've hired him as our security guard. Right. And um, then, as I drove in, I had to stop at the secret location and push the mat. Death ray lasers didn't kill me trying to walk in. Well, you know, those but, those death ray lasers are what protect us from the all of the hordes and hordes of fans trying to come in. Now... For the couple weeks while I was away, you know, recuperating, shutting down the machine, taking a little me time, I do got to say, this new bunker is quite spacious. It I is. really like what you've done with the place. Thank you. We try. We tried. A little little higher quality than uh, what we had in our underground bunker beneath the McMahon mansion. Uh, I feel we, we well, put, put a little money into this one, you know? Yeah, I mean, I do like the fact that we have our own uh, Brady Bunch romper room. Well, um, obviously. I am now currently getting uh the supplies asked for mm-hmm. cool ranch doritos grape soda right and um a copy of esquire magazine i don't know why you need that but that's what i'm getting for you right now oh and, yeah that's, uh, a, I am, that's why you're a good coast i am going to walk up are you there now now i hear you yes you said you're going to walk up and then you disappeared it's crazy. The uh, cone of silence is obviously working weird. It's a little drizzly. Uh, oh, drizzly. the weather messes everything up. Right, and I, I apologize to our fans that you have to listen to our uh, transportation woes. Woes. But, uh, woes. I was gone for two weeks, and it still takes me a while to figure out where the new stuff is. Oh, you know, we, they, we kept it secret from everybody. Uh, Jeff the ref was in here, and he really cleaned stuff up. I, he does. I don't even know where the uh, tissues are anymore. Well, you know, he's so much more mature and, you know, adult-like than you and I. It really helps. Well, now that he's a father again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't know if you heard that. I just put my key in the lock. I'm opening the door. I'm ready for you. I'm ready and... for you. All right. Oh, There goes the door behind me. Finally. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It's good to see you again. Bye. Oh, good times, good times. Oh, uh, I'm gonna get in here. I'm going to uh, go ahead, put down your fine box of baked Cheetos, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some Depends undergarments. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave the bunker, right? And um, your copy of Better Homes and Gardens. Oh, thank you, thank you. That an Esquire. I mean, it's it really should be everybody's, you know, magazines of choice. I don't see why it wouldn't be, no. but, uh, you know, you're much more classy than I am. Classy. Classy. Right. Speaking of people who should wear Depends, uh, Ray Mysterio oh, fought. No. <laughs> well, I, listen, the, uh, 
the match was a nice sort of comeback match. I love the fact that uh, I keep wanting to say Lindsay Dorado, but it's no. Grand Metallic. Grand Metallic. Uh, I like the fact that he basically honored Rey Mysterio by coming out with every one of his masks on his uh, costume. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And and for me, this was the best match of Raw just to watch, just the sheer enjoyment of watching those two go. However, I will say, as much as Grand Metallic honored Rey Mysterio, he tried to kill him. He did. He did. Uh, I don't. I don't know that. I know uh, Mysterio. I want to say he's like forty four, forty five. So it's not like he's like old. Um, and I don't know exactly uh, what Grand Metalik's age is, uh, but he was running Mysterio ragged and did a few moves that it was like I don't know if Mysterio was supposed to land that way. Or oh, like. <laughs> obviously, not. I don't think Grand Metalik messed up as much as Rey Mysterio missed the catch. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. I think you're right about that. So, but, I mean, all in all, it was a good match outside of Ray almost, you know, having his head severed from his body. Yeah, and I think, I I do think in looking back on this and thinking about uh, discussing for today's episode, uh, one of the reasons I liked that match so much was because it was followed by a match I did not enjoy at all, which was Natalia versus Lacey Evans. And I feel that that match before it just made that match look better because the Natalia match was not good at all. I did not enjoy that. I know this was the 50-50 match. This was Natalia getting back from last week. but and, and I get that they are trying to put Lacey in with Natalia because Natalia is supposed to be the veteran in-ring and bring them up to that level, but uh, Natalia is not that good. I don't know why you're using her as the benchmark. No. And... No. And the issue I have is a match like this, although it did have some good spots, I'm going to give it that. It had a few good spots in it, and I wasn't, and I can watch Lacey Evans all day, not wrestle, I just want to look at her. Right, right, right. But um, why would you put that on the show? Yeah, yeah. It felt like, hey, we need to have at least one more female match here. I agree, I agree. Let's put it on the show, let's let Natty get over so that we can put this further so that we can do another show where Lacey gets over. I, is this a thing? Is this a, a, a story that they really want to chase? Well, and that's the thing. I, I don't think it's an interesting story. I don't think uh, it was the best match. And I don't want to say that, that WWE is necessarily doing this on purpose. But if you look back, if you look at these week's episodes, if you look at the previous week's episodes, if you look at the the past month worth of episodes, they're almost doing every episode, every Raw, every SmackDown, there is a, there is two female matches every single time. And it's like, well, we have to do another female match because we did the four horsewomen one, so we got to do something. Let's do this. You know, and then the next night on SmackDown, we get the women's tag team. You know, we get Cross versus Mandy Rose, and then we get Bailey versus Ember Moon. Like, we they're doing this as a consistent thing now. And if it's not going to be good, don't do it. Like if it's not going to be a great match, don't put it on. Right. I, I just, I don't understand, but you know, it is what it, I guess we need some B card fillers and, and these could be your female B cards. But I mean, whatever happened to Naomi? Yeah. Whatever happened to, you know, these other female wrestlers, I think it was just Naomi. You know, we don't have a story for her. We don't have Asuka. 
We don't have yeah, your Shari. Where's Oscar? I know. Where's Scott? Where's Sky Pirates? Where's uh, you know, like where are all of these people that they had? You know, it's pretty much they concentrate on like six females, and then they're just sort of done with everybody else. Right. So there's a few things that I've been looking at that I've been thinking. One, Tony Storm hasn't been shown on NXT for the last two shows. I think she's coming up. Yep, yep. That's a that's a popular thing I've heard. Yeah, and then um, I think they have to do a serious, serious look at and of themselves and be like, we need to bring some talent up. I think we're going to see a Shayna Baszler show. I think that's going to be more Survivor Series. I think that's yeah. going to be the the big reveal, like maybe for when SmackDown goes over Fox, that yes. they're going to have all of this. Yes, I, I agree, because you also have War Games right before Survivor Series, so that's a place that Shayna Baszler can lose her belt. You know, like, that's a that's a good time for some of that female XT talent to move on. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm... I am, once again, just hopelessly having to wait to see what they're going to do with what should be a really good division. They have talent. These women can wrestle. Bring them up. Bolster this division. Let it be what it can be. Yes, exactly. Um, but one of the things that WWE loves to do, you know, in, instead of bolstering up women, is just bring people back from the dead like they did on SmackDown with Undertaker. But are you talking about the man from the, the dead? The man Undertaker? from the dead. Yeah, you like that? That was All my right. segue. So I, I do like your segue. Speaking of old farts, um, I do like the fact that literally at the end of the Raw, they have Stone Cold comes out. He's throwing beers to all the guys in the ring. And it's basically their way of saying Stone Cold endorses these guys. So these yes. are probably going to be your main faces on Raw for a while. Yep. You're going to have yep. Braun, Seth, the Raiders, and Cedric. Yep, that they're going to be the good guys. And everybody that lost now will be the bad guys. And, that's and, and I'm okay. I'm okay with them chasing each other for just a little while. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with the uh, the rude Ziggler combination as a tag team. I like that. I think the only problem is now you have two tag teams and AJ. Yes, chasing down the other guys. Um, but I literally like that that put the stamp of approval on Stone Cold. And I also thought it was hilarious that during that ten man match. Obviously, the crowd got so bored. If you looked in the background, they were doing something from the 90s. It was called The Wave. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. There were there were some interesting crowd things. I mean, even at the start of the show, you know, everybody's jazzed, excited, super pumped that Stone Cold's there. And, like, when Seth started talking, I mean, Seth was getting booed a lot during his well, speeches. Were, like, did, did you hear the chants? They were calling him Becky's uh, husband. Yeah, like there was some interesting crowd action happening at the, at the Madison Square Garden this week. I, I was, and when and I then, saw the wave, I was like, "Oh, that's that's bad." Then the one other little, I guess, bitchy thing on my part is, this is the Garden. This is yeah. Madison Square Garden. This is where you start from. This is your venue. Why wouldn't you keep it old school? Come out of the corner like you used to. Mm -hmm. Not use your stupid jumbotron and, and just keep it classy. Yeah, yeah. I think you would have had more of a feel and more buy-in from all of us old-time, long-time watchers. That you know, but I was noticing just like the little nuances, like they brought it in, they have their light-up rings and all that. I wanted to go old school. It's just me, I know, but um, and then. 
keeping it old school and transitioning back over to SmackDown, obviously Stone Cold is the much better promo, man, because whatever the promo Undertaker was trying to cut about, you know, digging holes and taking souls, uh, I just... It's like, oh, my God, I got to listen to this old man talk again. Exactly. Exactly. And then my beautiful wife, the woman who married me, even though she knows of my love for Becky Lynch, um, she is walking by and she goes, even I remember him and he looks old. Yeah. What's wrong with him, honey? What do you mean? She goes, is he wearing guy liner? I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Then she goes, it looks like he's got tan makeup on a pale face i was like leave it to my wife to find this stuff but i mean yeah they're really trying to make him look younger um and then the promo he cut was awful to the point that i think sammy came out and saved him i i do i i honestly agree with that i honestly think that whole thing was saved by Sami Zayn coming out and sort of playing the evil to Undertaker, which is a little weird to say, but like he played, you know, he played the crowd against himself to put over the Undertaker, um, which and, is not something you know, that someone like Sami Zayn should have to do. But that's that's what was happening because you're right. The Undertaker doing promos isn't isn't what he used to be. There was a reason he had, um, you know, the Paul he had Paul Bearer do stuff for him. He's never been like the best mic guy. I got to disagree. He's cut some of the most famous uh, promos and in-ring speeches. However, not lately. No, no. No, no, no. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we got that. Sammy gets buried. I kind of liked the idea, the story to it. Just how it was delivered was very choppy and weak. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I like the idea that Sammy comes out. He goes, hey, I respect you. But, listen, you're old. Leave the game to us. We respect everything you've done. We'll always love you. But here, just me take over. It should be me at this point. And Undertaker kind of hands him the mic, is about to leave. We all know he's coming back to kill right, Sammy. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And he does. And Sammy sells so well. Yes, yes, he does. He does. Uh, the, he's always, that's he's always laid, something he's done good at, though. He's always been a great seller. He's laying in the ring twitching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after getting a choke slam yes i just i laughed mm-hmm. i laughed i laughed but um anyway long story short we get into smackdown and this is where i guess you and i disagree i was not happy with smackdown if this is your go home show for clash of champions and this is your you know look at this brand of fox kind of show it just felt like why are you giving me a soap opera yeah, but you can't, and then, you can't admit, you have to admit that seeing Eric Rowan with his new solo intro music come out, fight Roman Reigns in the stands, enough that he picks up a, a quote-unquote fan and throws him at him, come on, that was entertaining. No, no, no. <laughs> I loved that brawl between uh, Roman and Rowan. Yes. But, uh, you know... End all be all. It's SmackDown is still like you've got a few little smackerels, little tidbits of good stuff mixed in with just why are you trying to force feed us stories? I mean, I think one of the biggest problems we have, and I put on my smart guy glasses. Look, ooh, look at me. Ooh, ooh. Look at so me. I know you're getting serious now. Tell Listen, me what I'm, you I'm, think, I'm, professional wrestling observer. Uh, I need you to call me demigod 
PhD. Got it. Got it. Dr. Demigod. I I think what we have here is a problem of mental conditioning. Mm -hmm. We, as wrestling fans, have been conditioned to look for the high spots and the catchphrases. Mm -hmm. We no longer understand the concept of a story in the ring. If you are a true fan, oh. what we call oh. a mark, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what we call a mark, uh, then you get it. Gotcha. But the problem we have now is you can't go into the ring and try to tell the story. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think to make that up, WWE does a horrible job in trying to give you these little vignettes that really just break everything into stupidity and makes me still angry. I was hulking out. I saw that. I saw I was hulking out. I was trying to push my temples so hard that the glasses would break, but they did not. Oh, oh. Now, I I understand what you're saying, Dr. Demigod. Um, okay, thank you. I do agree with you at some points, but I do think that on SmackDown, the way that the show ended with the King of the Ring tournament, with Elias getting hurt, Shane McMahon taking the place, you had Chad Gable versus Shane McMahon with special guest referee Kevin Owens. Who, um, if he, I'm, if I'm, he I'm just going to interject. Helped, like, I'm just going to interject. Mm -hmm. I'm going to interject. Yes. Fuck you. Yeah. I, Fuck I'm, you. I think Fuck that you was for invoking good. the name. Fuck you for invoking the name of Shane McMahon. But I think that I was some good in ring. Off. And I think that was some good in-ring storytelling with the Gable immediately winning, Shane pulling his normal shit of running, be like, nope, it's two out of three now. And then you had the internal struggle of Kevin Owens and what is he going to do? How, who is he going to – does he help Shane McMahon? Does he not help him? Like, I think that was some good in-ring work there. That is, that is what I think because I'm All better right. than you. No, here's the problem. Yes. As soon as we heard Elias got hurt, the very first thing Jeff and I started asking each other is, God damn it, if fucking Shane McMahon takes his place, I'm going to go out and kill uh, a baby seal. No, I, I agree. It's going to be that awful. Because I also then chimed in and said that if Shane McMahon takes his place, I'm canceling my network and I'm never watching wrestling again. And then you I, I texted half hour later and be like, well, Jeff, I guess we're doing the show together because Craig's done. Um and then, of course, I continue to watch wrestling, and then I watched NXT and 205 and NXT UK for the rest of the week. So I just lie like I always do. Um, but, but I mean, here's the mm -hmm. goddamn thing, Shane. <laughs> You've got so much talent, and you suck. Mm -hmm. Go away. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. it's Daddy's show. I know it's Daddy's property, and you're using it because you want to be a wrestler. But go the fuck away. No. Because I can't take Shane anymore. And it's not like he's so good at getting heat. It's just that I just genuinely dislike seeing his stupid mug blow lines and he can't wrestle. And I just like the only reason you're there is because your last name's McMahon. But he jumps off of high things. I hope he jumps mm -hmm. off of high things and breaks himself in two. Does, I don't really hope that. Does he get involved in the King of the Ring finale of Corbin versus Gable? There's got to be a way. Like, they've made Gable come off as, like, so strong an underdog. But this is what I love about Gable right now and what they're doing with him. I said it with you on the last show. I'm going to repeat it. Watching him in this match, they are making him Kurt Angle again. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. playing the short jokes. They're showing off the Olympic wrestling that he's associated with. I mean, they are making Gable into the reincarnation of 
uh, Kurt Angle, and I love it. Yeah, and I, I'm I'll okay with that. Okay with because that. if I can get the milk drinking, you suck, toupee wearing, silly, broke my freaking neck, uh, Kurt Angle out of a gable, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, and and when you know, I'll, I'm going to say, and I'm going to give me and you kudos for this. Back when it was Gable and Benjamin together, we were on board with Chad Gable. We loved his in-ring wrestling style. From the very beginning, we liked him. We thought he was very good and had a lot of potential that they just sort of squandered. And now it seems that they're bringing back. You mean Gable and Jordan? No. Uh, well, even then, Gable Jordan, even Gable Benjamin, either one. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Uh, we were we were on board from then. Like, we, we were always fans of him. And I'm glad that everybody else seems to be on board with us now, as they should be. So, now... The problem I'm going to have with this is they're going to take the King of the Ring and where this should be a push for a B card to move up to an A card, which you can do with Gable. I agree with you. I think they're going to put it on Corbin. Yes. And allow him to use this as a platform so that we get even more Corbin. Yeah, I completely agree. (laughs) I went on record last week as saying I think I'm the only somewhat Corbin fan in the fact that, that, yes, you know, we need to have that Corbin-esque heel that you just can absolutely hate. It's not that you hate him because he's awful. You just hate him because, you know, he's like he's good in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can watch Corbin wrestle. Uh, I don't like his transition work, but the the spots that he makes, he can sell. I'm okay with all that. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with it though is there's no uh, mic work when he gets out. He can't cut promos. It's very forced and like, you know, school bullyish, where it's just like, well, I'm bigger than you, so I should have it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just, I'm okay with Corbin to a degree. I don't like him out of the ring. I like him in the ring, but um, and it's the same thing we've said about Roman Reigns. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of Roman Reigns, I have to be a bit controversial. Ooh, controversial. Are you ready? I'm, I'm Here ready. comes the controversy. I'm ready. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. So we Don't know at me, Roman at John. Yeah, at me with this because it's probably not the most politically correct thing to say. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking about... So Roman comes back from leukemia and we're all excited. All excited, yes. Roman comes back from leukemia. He has these big bouts, but he keeps losing. But we're still excited. Is Roman finally over? In my opinion, sure. Right now, he is very over. We love you, Roman. We want you to win. You're the cancer guy. So then we get Connor's Cure, which I think is a good uh, publicity thing. I think it's a good awareness thing, and, and I'm all for that. I'm all for using your stardom to draw attention to causes. I, I like when people do that. Please don't get me wrong when I say this. Oh, my God. Are you about to side with cancer? No. Are you about are you about but, to choose cancer over kids? No. But oh, to, oh, okay. When, Keep going. Sorry. When <laughs> when they brought the kids out, yes. they mm-hmm. looked so unhappy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They looked so miserable. Mm-hmm. Like uh these guys backstage put these clothes on me and now I have to come stand out in front of you and look like hey, I have or had cancer. You know? I was doing fighty stuff, and now I get to stand up here with this lummox wearing stupid stuff, and they gave me a stupid name. I felt bad for those kids. I mean, 
if that's something those kids wanted to do and they're happy in the moment and give them some pride and joy, great. But the looks on their faces, they're just like standing there going like, please, God, let this end. Please be aware that John's feelings about cancer and cancer in children is John's and John's alone and does not represent Take Two Takedown or the Take Two podcast network. And if you would like to speak to John about how he prefers cancer over kids being happy to be on television, uh, please talk to John directly. That's my point. That's my point. These poor kids got dragged out. And the segment went for like 20 minutes. It was long. These poor kids got dragged out. And they literally had to stand there as like, hey, look at us. Don't we look sad and pathetic? You know, there's a lot more like us. Give us money. I, I, that's how I felt. And I like at first it was like the feelings like I am. I'm happy that WWE is standing up and doing work for causes that should have attention drawn to them. And we should be finding a cure and all that. But all in all, like when I looked at these, like it went from like, a, hey, this is a good point. Wait a minute. It's almost like they're exploiting these poor kids, breaking child labor laws, dragging them out and being like, look at what we work with. Are we not Jesus to you now? I'm I'm just going to let you keep hanging yourself on your rope of cancer love. uh, Okay. (laughs) I don't love cancer. I never have. I just, I felt really bad for those kids. It felt like they got paraded out against their will. It's almost like looking at you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't have it. I don't have a good example that's not going to make me sound like more of an ass. But I just, I just wanted to let everybody know, like maybe there's more people out there that feel the same way. Like I want you to have all the money, and I want cancer to be gone. But I felt bad for those kids. Like I don't think they did that of free will. I think they did that kind of like, hey, don't you want to go out and have people recognize you for the awesome person you are? And instead, we recognize them for the fact that they had to fight or are fighting cancer. Anyway, yeah. let's mm-hmm. get back mm-hmm. into let's how get in- much I hate Shane McMahon. Let's get into Clash of Cancer. I mean, Clash of Champions. I mean, Cancer <laughs> oh. of Champions. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because even when I do side with you, it's more fun not to. Just to oh, make it awkward. It's always better when you make it awkward for the other person yeah that's yeah. the best part the, the worst part though is it's very hard to make us feel awkward about anything that is so say. true that's so true we so, have we have no shame no I, we we are pretty much pathetic all right i'm gonna but, bang um, down these clash of champion matches and i want your picks one after another you ready dr demigod john All right. Um, I do want to, once again, step on my soapbox and preach to the masses, if I may. Mm -hmm. Please do. Please do. uh, Watch me. Watch me. I'm taking off my my super smart glasses. Right, because you're now being a blue-collar demigod. Oh, no, 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 not even blue-collar. I want you to realize that as I stand up on my soapbox, I'm going to preach, preach down to the masses. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let them know. I have seen the error of my ways. Yes, yes. I have looked into the eyes of my demon. Yes. And I have mm. come upon the truth. Speak on, bro. And I shall now testify. Testify. I will, I will testify to you, Brother Devon, that unto the masses, unto. I will no longer pick, no longer pick with the forethought and the bearing that WWE story writers can come up with stories 
in their matches that will lead into more, more favorable and matches to be had. No, my friend, that is wrong. I have read the book of Austin, and I have looked upon 316, where I have noticed mm. that the Pickums have whooped my ass. Whooped them. It has whooped my ass. Mm -hmm. And to replenish said ass, to have it come back to me, to bring the power of positivity into my life, I am now only picking this clash of champions based on momentum. You want to know why I'm into my friend, my brothers, my sisters? Why? Why, I want to let you know why I'm going with momentum. Because I have been told, mm. told by the prophet known as Michael Cole, mm -hmm. that going into something like Clash of Champions, you want to have the power. You want to have the strength. You want to have the drive and motivation that comes with said momentum. Yes, yes. I agree. Whew. I agree. I don't, I, don't, I don't know where that came from, Craig. That just channeled through. You, I had a Southern Baptist mm -hmm, running through mm -hmm. me. I, I don't know, man. That's I don't know. The, like, that demigod part coming through. That's what it is. That's you, what it is. You, you, may be, you may be absolutely right. Mm -hmm. That's just, you know. I'm I'm really I'm I'm okay with all this, but let's get into it. Hit me with the matches. I'm going to give you what I think, and um, if you really disagree uh, with my cancer speech or anything else, you could probably hit us up a couple of different ways. One being in our mailbag. Craig, what's our mailbag? Triple T bag at gmail .com. That's right. Why did we name that? Because we love to be tea bagged. You're awful. Yes. All right. Yes. If if they want to at me mm -hmm. or us or just the show in general right, on, right. say, the Twitter or the social medias, right, we are how can the, they get hold of us? The at take to takedown, and they can all call you and leave messages complaining about you. Oh, please call me. Leave lots of messages. Lots because of messages. What, what makes us happy is our phone operator, Tony the Bitch, mm -hmm. um, has to answer. And, yes, I plugged that in there. Just to see if he listens to the right. show. 434-602-1931. And I will let you know, Father John, that your praises, your speeches have not gone onto unlistening ears. Because one Shy the Pancake from the Friday Night Movie Podcast, who is in our Pick'em Challenge pool, uh, said that he is taking your advice. And from now on is only, as he says, quote, ball picking for the rest of the time where his brain will not be picking any choices. It will just be what he feels in his loins and his gut is who will be his champions and his winners from now on. So he's going for loin picks, and I am going for momentum. Momentum. So on that, the one and only non-title match that is on Class of Champions, uh, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan, who wins this match? Hit me up, John. Okay, first of all, I gotta ask why this match on this show? Couldn't they push the feud a little further? I do, I do like the fact that they're taking this feud and they realize that the story behind it died quick, so they're trying to kill it and just yes. give us the payoff now. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'll give them that. I'll give them that. But I honestly wanted them to build Rowan up more. Like he right now just feels like the monster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we need somebody to go against Roman. Put uh, Rowan in there. Give him some stupid story, and we'll get a instant. Payoff. Yep. Anyway, um, in this match, I'm obviously going with Roman Reigns uh, simply because Rowan feels like the Monster Elite. I don't think they're going to push it over. The only thing I can see changing that, and this is the old me going into storyline, is if they're actually going to use this as it was Daniel Bryan. 
So I think Roman Reigns wins either by cleanly pinning Rowan or uh, because of a disqualification because of shenaniganry from Daniel Bryan. Got it. I am agreeing with you in the Roman Reigns pick. Uh, my reason being, though, uh, that this is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and they're not going to have the guy that beat cancer lose during Cancer Awareness Month. So, so the therefore, Roman Reigns wins. Mm -hmm. The only reason you're giving it to Roman Reigns is sympathy for cancer, so you, you root for the cancer as well. Nope. Nope, don't put me on that bandwagon. Uh, Bailey versus oh, no. Charlotte Flair. No, 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 no. Let's get back to the cancer wagon. <laughs> You're telling me that the only way Roman can win is because he beat cancer and we can't say cancer is a thing. Yes. You have to give it to him. Yes. But yet, when I say I am worried about the condition of these poor children that had been paraded in front of a, thousands of people, and I felt bad for them because none of them looked like they genuinely wanted to be there, but yet you want to promote cancer. You're a horrible human being. Roman Reigns wins because he beat cancer. All right. Say it again. Captain <laughs> Captain Awful, uh, I know the bus next, the bus seat next to me to hell is occupied by your fat ass. Oh, it was occupied by my fat ass a long time ago. You know oh, that. Shit. I mean, because we're way, pretty much here. Way before we started recording ourselves talking. Way before we started. Way yeah. so, before. Anyway, What's the next match? Uh, current champion Bailey versus the Queen Charlotte Flair. Uh, I'm going to go for Bailey winning this one. Yes, I'm going to say Bailey retains, and um, simply because it makes her a better story. Yes. Charlotte's going to get the 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 title run. We know Charlotte's going to get those, but Charlotte had his longevity. Yes, and I will say this about Charlotte: um, still off-lip promos. We can't tell if she's the face or the heel. I mean, she's running heel promos, but Bailey is also a heel, yeah. so who's yeah. the worst? Um, but I do like the concept of, yeah, I want everything for me. I am the queen. You should work towards my happiness. Yes. So yes. I'm okay with that with Charlotte, but, uh, yeah, I say Bailey retains as well. I'm saying for Bailey as well. Uh, then we have the other female match, uh, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. And while I know you will never pick against her, I'm going to go for Banks winning because I like the idea of Banks and Bailey both holding belts just purely for my own enjoyment. And since I'm not trying to think for WWE anymore, I'm picking Banks to win. Um, I'm thinking with her just coming back, and I'm sure there's contracts, uh, agreements that she will get the belt and be able to hold the belt for a while. Um and I'm just totally justifying that I will never pick against Becky Lynch ever. Mm -hmm. But I obviously I'm going with Becky Lynch. But uh, the rationale, not only just because I have, you know, my thing for Becky, but, uh, you know, the only thing I can say is give it a little while, let it marinate, let Banks get disqualified. You know, Becky doesn't have to win strong. She just has to keep the belt. That's good enough. But Banks can get disqualified and wind up losing strong, and we can draw this out to war games and even into survivor series where eventually she should take the belt yes yes i, I can see i can see where you're coming from i'm just going with banks like i said because i'm not trying to think too much anymore about this no i went with bank or i went with uh becky because she's becky yes but um i can easily see banks taking this too so i'm, I'm a 50 50 on that one 
Um, only other female match we have on the card is the Women's Tag Team Champion, uh, Bless, Bliss and Cross versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I'm choosing Bliss and Cross to retain because Alexa Bliss is, to a much lesser degree, the bitch of my life. Um, and uh, because I think it'll be interesting, I see Bliss and Cross probably maintaining and then maybe even showing up on NXT next week. Uh, because Cross has that big NXT following, Bliss has a big main roster following, and I can see them going and defending belts on NXT, because that was the whole purpose of the women's belts, was for them to be defending it uh, on all shows. They just put them, uh, they just put the belts on them. I'm going to let things well. Plus, that promo that sunk like a, a oh, you know, just, just a brick, where Mandy ever. came out and said, Nikki will never win because I'm pretty and she's ugly. Yeah, yeah, um, no, you don't win that way. Not, not, you, not in 2019. Did you, <laughs> did you look at the internet? Did you happen to know what day that was that WWE and all its infinite wisdom decided to cut that promo of she'll lose because she's ugly? I believe it was, was Suicide Awareness Day. Suicide Awareness Day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Real smart thinking. Real there, smart. Real smart. Asses. Um, we have the 1205 match on there, which, as always, will probably just be on the pre-show. Uh, triple Threat, Drew Gulak versus Umberto Carrillo versus Lince Dorado. Uh, Drew Gulak is a good belt holder. I like him having it. I think he's great at holding it. Uh, but they've been giving a nice, good, solid push on 205 to Umberto. So I'm going to say Umberto Carrillo keeps the belt. Um... I'm going to stick with Gulak because he's a known name and he can carry the belt into whatever transition is going to come. Uh, and I love Lince Dorado. I would love for him to have the belt. I think he's one of the most amazing luchadors I have seen in current times. But um, And I don't think they've given Umberto enough push, enough build-up that where regular WWE people even know who he is. Mm, that's probably true. So, that's probably true. I say they... They keep it on Gulak because he has enough of a presence and enough of a name right now that it's not going to be like, what? who's that guy with that purple belt? Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, Drew Gulak's got what belt? Oh, that's a cruiserweight belt? Okay. Yeah. So, And speaking of the cruiserweight belt, what I would like to see is that if they fold the 205, they fold it into the NXT brand, yep. and they just kick cruiserweight belt over. So then we have the North American belt, the cruiserweight belt, we have Goldie, and we have tag team belts. I like that. And I then like there's a lot. Women's champion. Like it makes it nice and tidy. It does. Nice and toity. Nice and toity. Toit like a toyga. Toit uh, like a toyga. The other uh, one tag team match that is occurring then, we have the New Day versus the Revival. Um, New Day's current champions. I'm going to say New Day continues to hold it because they just love to beat the Revival down. So I'm going just pure. Uh, they're more entertaining, and they want them to go on to premiere SmackDown with New Day holding the belts because New Day is such a TV draw. That's the only reason I can now, have behind it. Oh, no, I've, I've got you beat, my friend. Um, now, I'm going with momentum. Uh, New Day is Xavier broke his leg, right? Right. right? I, I think that's, that's a story. I yeah. think that's a thing. That's a thing. Um. So so he broke his leg. I don't think he can wrestle. Big E's coming back. He's binged up. Whatever. Um, I'm giving it to the Revival. And uh, I hate to be this guy. I'm probably going to have a lot of ats. So remember, you can at me at triple T bag at gmail.com. You can hit us at take two takedown 
on the Twitters. You can call us at 434-602-1931. Oh, man, that was beautiful promo work there, John. Beautiful promo work. Right. You can get me there because I'm going to say something controversial again. Um, I don't think in this day and age with McMahon at the helm of the ship, you can have more than one ethnic champion. Ooh. And right now we have an ethnic tag team and an ethnic uh, SmackDown champion. Oh, that's a, that's ballsy words right there, my friend. Uh, it's not my opinion. I think that's how McMahon looks at it. Mm-hmm. To the point, to the point, uh, us being wrestling nerds, I went back and I was watching a Raw episode where they're having a battle royal for the number one contender uh, for a heavyweight championship belt. Mm-hmm. 16, mm-hmm. 16 superstars, four of which African-American males. First three people out of the match, African-American males. Oh, man. <laughs> it was almost like looking back in history and it being like Vince McMahon come out and being and none of you will get that belt. Yeah, don't. I feel bad sometimes defending wrestling when you think about stuff like that. I mean, and I know because we people talk about it on the internet. We've talked about it with our friends in the wrestling community and all that. We all agree that it is one of the most racist things we have ever seen. Yes, yes. But um, so I kind of mm. use that, and and I'm really trying to go with momentum. But obviously, my big head just gets in the freaking way. Uh, anyway, I gave it to the revival for the simple fact that. People love the revival, and I think they're going to give the people what they want. I think they're going to be like, fine, you want it? Here. Mm -hmm. They're not Mm going to let the revival look strong, but they'll give it to them. Because I think that's going to play along into the Kofi-Randy Orton match. Got it. So let's talk about next. The Kofi-Randy Orton match. Uh, Does Randy Orton steal the belt this time from Kofi, or does Kofi-Mania continue on six months later? So if... If they are going to take the belt off of Becky and put it on Banks, do they also take their second biggest generator of news and interest and take the belt off of him? We know Randy Orton is going to get that belt, even if it's for a little while, just so that he can have that, what is it, number 16? Right, right, yes. So we know that's going to happen. But, ah, God damn, here's my brain getting in the way of my, my picking with momentum. Anyway, I'm going with Kofi in that match. Simply because, one, I think Kofi can carry the belt a while. Two, I think we need him as a champion a little bit longer. Three, um, if he keeps the belt through Clash of Champions, he will then take more days as the champion than, um, than um, oh God, I lost his name. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal, got it. Got it. Uh, yeah, uh, you I'm, know, you don't want mm-hmm. Jinder to have a longer reign than, say, a Kofi. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm going for a Kofi win too, and that's mainly because I believe you have a Kofi going as a belt holder into SmackDown on Fox with a Randy Orton following him. It then leads to more Kofi's good guy, Randy's bad guy, and people believe that. Right, and it shows, and you can use this story. I actually like, like, Randy Orton's really good or really bad. Right. And this stupid promo that he's running with Kofi, I like it. I mm. like that they're bringing in history. Um, I thought it was funny when they were trying to recreate where Kofi went and put Randy through the table. Yes, and, yes, that uh, was good. That was- the, 
the completely not staged breakaway table not at all. didn't break when Kofi kicked. No. And he no. went through the table, and then he had to go find another one, and Randy had to roll around the floor selling. Yes. I thought that was yes. hilarious. Um, now, one of the things I do think we're going to side on for this one is the current belt holder, Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, versus The Miz. I think, and I believe uh, I'm going to be right on this, we both want The Miz to take back the belt. Well, my friend, you'd be wrong. Ooh. What I want is for The Miz to take back the belt. What I think is that they're going to let Shinsuke uh, retain. Simply for, you can have more heat with The Miz. The Miz is going to get it because, listen, Jericho hold, held the Intercontinental title the most. Yeah. And now that Jericho is with that other brand and he is the one who shall not be named, uh, going to give that title reign record to The Miz. Yes. But yes. Shinsuke got this, what, two weeks ago? I, and, uh, I don't know. God damn, I got to tell you, nothing made me laugh more than Shinsuke watching The Miz's match and speaking nothing but Japanese yes. and coordinating their interpreting for oh, him. That was awesome. And, Shinsuke was probably saying, all you stupid Americans, I hate you all, blah, blah, blah. And Corey Graves was like, you know, Byron Saxon, he's telling you that he hates you and you should shut up. (laughs) I will say, Corey Graves, this week, both on Raw with Renee and on SmackDown with Byron, was on fire. And that's the Corey I like to see. He was calling the matches. He was doing the heel color commentator to a T. And, uh, I mean, it was fun listening to him. I enjoyed it. It was. He, he was good. Co- Corey Graves has those moments uh, in those episodes where, where he's really strong um, as the quote-unquote heel commentator. And I think he did a great job on both this week. I completely agree with that. Um, yeah. Um, right, we got uh, AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. Uh, they're giving a lot of push to Alexander. Is this where your momentum comes into play? And they're giving him the momentum enough to give him the belt, or do they keep it on AJ? Ah, they're going to keep AJ. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> they're going to use this to keep building Cedric, but uh, they've given Cedric three clean pins on AJ in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's AJ. AJ is going to carry, even if he has to do it dirty, he's going to keep the belt. Yes. And that's all I care about because that's five points. Mm, five points. And then we have... What will happen for the first time ever on a WWE event pay-per-view experience? Uh, tag team partners, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Rudolph, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler will be fighting to control their belts and then followed by Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman for the championship. How do you see these two matches playing out, my friend? Um, going with momentum in the path of least resistance, which WWE seems to go with, uh, Rude and Ziggler will take the tag team belts because you brawn in Rollins anymore. Uh, they'll take it, but it'll be dirty underhanded. There'll be the club coming in or something for them to steal it away from your monster among men and your champion, which is going to lead into Braun probably getting hurt and, uh, Rollins retaining the belt. So I just predicted the two matches. I'm going with Rudolph and then Rollins to retain. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Uh, I do think there's going to be something happens where Braun gets hurt, so they end up losing the belt in the tag team, and then that makes it quote-unquote believable 
that Rollins would beat Strowman uh, during their singles match. So I'm going to agree with you there. And one of the reasons I think they're honestly going to do it is I believe that with NXT coming, with SmackDown coming, um, with all of that coming to more eyes, they hope that there's going to be more people watching Raw. Like they want, you know, they're going to hope that that audience number increases. And while uh, we are very intelligent uh, individuals, much of America is dumb. And if you have somebody who currently holds a belt, also holding belts in a tag team, uh, America will not understand that. And it's too complicated for them to understand. So they're not going to have Rollins and Strowman's have the belt and one of them have the championship belt. That's honestly what I think it is. And on paper, your heavyweight champion and your big monster is too big of a team. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, now that we've made our predictions for Clash of Champions, we have to talk about a few more things before we can go. Please do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we got to talk about Firefly Funhouse. Oh, so good. The, the talk <laughs> of the week. Mm-hmm. The talk of the week is... What does 316 and what does 1119 mean? Obviously, if your head is not up your ass, if you're not, you know, busy, static cure, cancer for kids, your thoughts are that's the debut of The Undertaker mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Bray or The Fiend challenging The Undertaker. Um, there's ongoing talks that The Fiend will take on whoever retains the belt of Clash of Champions, moving into Hell in a Cell. There's... There's all of this. All I got to say is exactly what you just said. Bray Wyatt and his ability to turn from Husky Harris to Bray Wyatt to The Fiend. What an amazing talent that is. He, he seriously is. And I mean, I was I was huge on the Bray Wyatt train. I was a big fan of him. And I... Oh, you're a firefly. Yeah. You were definitely a firefly. I was a firefly. And I was, I I was upset it. when he was gone. I was upset when he was gone. Well... And, you remember I got so pissed and so mad when they take Bray Wyatt and they bring him down to the Eater of Worlds and put him with Matt Hardy. Yes. And it was the worst thing ever. The, and the Leaders of him. Worlds, yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of more symbolism things in there that you know some people have talked about, some haven't. Have you noticed when uh, he put his hand up and he had the one glove on. It was the hurt hand, not the heel hand. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there was that. And and There's I think one of, the, one of the things I love about these Firefly Funhouses is it, it's kind of similar to some of the NXT stuff that they've done in the past. It's almost as if you wonder, does Vince McMahon watch this? Because they had an entire section in the Firefly Funhouse where Vince McMahon puppet comes up and is like, no, you can't do that, you can't do that. And Bray Wyatt throws money. throws money at him, and he goes away. And it's like, this is a this is a commentary on Vince McMahon. And, like, well, you can do whatever so... you want as long as you make him money. He doesn't care. Like, how is he allowing this to happen on his show and not getting upset with everything we know about him? Uh, well, he's busy rewriting scripts for SmackDown, so That's he's probably true. not watching That's true. the show. But, I mean, what Bray has done with the Firefly Funhouse, with the turn to The Fiend and all that, he lends himself out to being able to do a lot more. So, like, if they want Bray to go out but not win, he can go out as Bray. Exactly. He'd be like, you didn't invoke The Fiend. I'm just coming out here because you made me mad. Um, 
some of the other symbolism that I noticed in the Firefly Funhouse that some people are talking about. Uh, did you notice that to fix the clock, you used a sledgehammer? I did see that. I saw someone point that out. I didn't, it didn't dawn on me until I saw it happen, but I saw it pointed out online. I was like, that's very interesting. And then, you know, he was telling them that strangers are just friends you haven't met yet. And he talked about the Viking Raiders, and he talked about Rollins, he talked about Strowman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, all of these are parlays into whatever we want it to be or wherever he wants to take us on this journey. And that's why I absolutely love this character right now. And, and I the think he's I have, smart enough. He knows that. He sends out all these little pays, all these little, you know, rivers that you can follow and you can flow down and you don't know which one he's going to take you down. But you, the Internet just explodes with what does this mean? What does that mean? I think it means this. I think it means that. I think it means the third thing. Like, that's what you want. You want people talking about your promos in the span of a three-hour show. You give two five-minute promos, and it's more people are talking about than anything else. Like, that's what you want, and that's what he's great at. You know what else people are talking about? Mm-hmm. I think it's the muscle and fitness spread with uh, Becky and, and Seth. Oh, they're just so pretty together, aren't they? Oh, God, she's so beautiful. So beautiful. Did you already buy the issue, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you have As your normal. As I was mm-hmm. buying Good Housekeeping and Esquire and magazine Esquire for, for me. you. I, I, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Glad to hear that. Yeah, and oh, Oprah's magazine. I oh, got that copy for you, course, too, because you asked for it. And and Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's magazine. Don't forget that one, too. I, I've never heard of that before until you said it. Well, That's really a thing? Some people are just more in the know, and I'm one of those people. Goop is the name uh, of her magazine. I'm just saying, that's really a thing? That is a thing, yes. That is a thing. That is her magazine. That is uh, the world that we live in today. Okay. A okay. magazine called Goop. And what's uh, in Goop magazine? I, I don't That, unfortunately, I can't tell you because you didn't buy me an issue. All right. Well, I'll pick it up on the next run. Please do. Please do. Is there any other uh, WWE talk we want to before we move on, my brother? Um, not that I can think of, but I'm sure as you ramble and I get tired of listening, my mind will wander. As it always does. As it always does. Uh, now, we do have to. To uh, have a little bit of talk because we are huge fans. You know, we got AEW coming soon. Uh, two lovely, lovely uh, actual TNT television. Um, some of the things that they've mentioned, you know, they have started coming out with some of their November dates. They got November 6th in Charlotte. They got November 9th in Baltimore. Uh, the full gear pay-per-view um, where Cody Rhodes is going against Jericho. John Moxley going against Kenny Omega. They got Nashville on November 13th and back to Chicago on November 27th. So they're actually doing a lot, a lot of work uh, pushing these weekly shows. It's going to be all over the country. Uh, I hope people go and check these out. I really do. Right. I'm looking forward to AEW. I love the product they're giving us. Even if it's been like uh, everybody's like, well, the show wasn't so hot or whatever. You know what? It's still really good. It it's really still is. really good stuff. Um, I I will tell you a little bit of what I'm I'm getting tired of is all the speculation as to who's going to AEW, what talent banks they're going to have and all that. Like, I kind of wish AEW would just put out like, uh, hey, here's our current roster. Uh, Here are the people we are, you know, courting 
and this is what we're hoping to accomplish. Yeah, there's there's been, I mean, every other day you see another article of this person wants to leave WWE and go, or this former WWE star is talking with AEW. Like, there's a lot of rumors going around, and I'd rather them just kind of get done with this and just concentrate on giving us a good product and not not good story, you know, backstage stories. No, I mean, it's, it's not even that. It's kind of like, Hey, AEW is a thing, and we're going to be this, and we're going to be that, and we're going to be that. But you haven't given me, like, you've given me product development, but I don't know what the base of your product is. Like, I know Coke's base product is Coke Original, mm-hmm. Diet Coke, then you have Coke Zero, then you get off into these little shoots of Cherry Coke and Vanilla Orange Coke or whatever, but you understand what the product is and sell from a base and move out. Yeah. I yeah. want to know, like, Hey, our base is Cody, Jericho, and, uh, you know, the Young Bucks and Omega. And then we have these people. And then you have people like, you know, Marty Scroll. His contract's almost up with Ring of Honor. What's he going to do? I, I'm just automatically going to assume he's going to AEW. Yeah, I think it's what we assume with everybody's contract that ends. So it used to be fun speculating, like, AEW is this new thing, and people want to go there for the... You know, the newness of it and the ability to do uh, with everything they're promising. But now it's like any name, any name that comes out that has any wrestling recognition, send them to AEW. And it's like AEW needs to come out and be like, hey, look, we love having wrestlers. We want to have all this talent and all that. But I need to come out and be like, hey, we are always willing to take new talent in. But look at what you already have on the plate. You know, you can enjoy this now. And look at what we're working for in the future. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's the the one thing I can say about WWE, because they do it in the complete opposite way, is WWE is like, this is our core talent, and we're going to show it to you three times every week. Mm -hmm. Whether you want it or not. Yeah. And by core talent, I mean, like, you're going to get three, well... Two matches with Seth Rollins in them, mm-hmm. but you are going to see Seth Rollins five times in one show. Yep, and he's going to cut and Shane McMahon three all di- over the place. <laughs> three different promo. I mean, it's like so they throw that in your face. There's got to be a happy medium, and I hope AEW finds that. God, that was a long rant. That was, um, and all I could think of during most of it is I think my favorite is Cherry Coke Zero. I think yeah, that's I like mean, my usually- favorite soda. Usually when we use any type of food reference, you and I go into what's ours. I am a standard Diet Coke drinker. Got it. Got it. I mean, you can tell that we both drink the better beverages due to our slim figures. Uh, Our athletic builds, if you will. Uh, Exactly. Um, I mean, because mm -hmm. I don't wear wear a Husky fit. I wear an athletic fit. Athletic fit. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And all my belly shirts are cut that way. They don't just look that way because my belly's so big. Well, you know, I tell everybody, you are always striving for six-pack abs. Mm-hmm. 18-pack abs. Right. Like six by six by six. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're better than most. Right. And then I just cover them up with a layer of undefined uh, flesh so that I'm you for only having six where I have the 18. I appreciate that. It's, it's what I give to society because I care. As yeah. a demigod, I care. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, uh, we could mention a little bit of Right Coast Pro. They did have their school rules event last weekend. Uh, only things of interest that I think me and you are, uh, both want to discuss. Uh, Sergeant Intensity won his match. 
So we're very glad that that occurred. That's right, baby. The Baldwins are back. Uh, I'm sorry that your man, uh, your favorite name in wrestling, the legendary chick magnet Mozart Fontaine, uh, lost his match to Gabriel Otis Day. So I'm sorry to say that. It was it was pretty much a kick in the junk, but was, uh, you know, was. you got to take the losses with the wins. Um, Mozart's going to mm-hmm. come back stronger. Now we didn't have any belt changes in this, but they had all singles champions, heavyweight, Olympus uh, champion, you know, uh, the children's champion, all of them against each other. So this all champions match, uh, the heavyweight champion Ryan Rash ended up winning that four minute match, and unfortunately, the crazy kids lost <gasps> their tag team belts. Uh, to some shenanigans and the ref, there was some ref shenanigans. There was a lot of stuff going on, and you had uh, Setsu Ginsu and Glass Joe ended up walking away with these tag team belts. And we are not fans of that, my friend. We are not happy with that. No, no. But it does go to say that you have to go a very long way to beat a team like the Crazy Kids. Agreed. Which, uh, by the way, signed by AEW to go against the Young Bucks. That would actually be pretty amazing, I think. Especially that, because I'm not quite sure on their age, but I want to say the Crazy Kids are 16 years old, and them going against the Young Bucks as younger Bucks would be even funnier. I think, and, and, and I'm not just making a push, but I am a huge push here. I honestly, genuinely, with all of my heart, believe that if they called anybody up from Right Coast Pro, the Crazy Kids going to face the Young Bucks, would be an incredible match. Yes, yes, because and who else can beat the Bucks than crazy kids? Like, it's almost it almost flows together. And that's not me putting down any of the other wrestling or the talent on Right Coast Pro because no, it is no. a huge, very, very talented... They're a huge talent pool over at Right Coast Pro, And but if I had to pick one, if you forced me, I'm sitting there, you have a steak dinner in front of me, and they're like, you only get this delicious if you pick one. I would say ready to go out of the box right now. I would take the crazy kids and put them against the young bucks. I like it. I like it, my friend. Uh, moment of this week. Is there any moment that stood out to you as something that we want to share with the fans, share with our loyal listeners? Something that uh, um, you really felt uh, solidified this week? What I would say my moment of, and you can disagree with me, and you're going to laugh when I say Probably. Um, my moment of would actually be Mandy Rose's debacle mm-hmm. of a cup in-ring promo where she's talking about how she's pretty and Nikki uh, Cross is not, and that's why she's going to win. And I think that best sums up WWE. Dude, they I, are Mandy Rose. Same freaking page, because as you mentioned before, their day of choice to put this promo on, what they had her say, it was... So bad. Uh, we just need to mention it. And remember, folks, as you're listening to this, this is on Suicide Prevention Slash Awareness Day. That this promo was said from one woman to another on live television. Uh, I don't. I don't know why it has to be one woman to another. It could just be one person to another. True. You just you just implied that only women are subject to suicidal thoughts and tendencies. Well, they are emotional. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to uh, at Craig for his comments and his, uh, you know, sexist beliefs, you know how to hit him. We've said it twice already. Last week, I told my opponent tonight, Nikki Cross, that she'll never look like me. I mean, let's be honest. I would be embarrassed if I was her walking around in public. And why is that? Well, because 
I'm beautiful. And she's, she's ugly. Uh, what, you, you guys don't believe that? You don't believe that? Let, let, let's take a look. Yikes. That's all I got to say for that. I mean, handsome men open doors for me. They slam them shut on Nikki. I'm in the front of the line. She's in the back of the line. Let's be honest. Nikki looks like an oversized rat crawling out of the Lincoln Tunnel. I mean, he said, come at me. Yeah, I did. I said that, and um, after you just listened to that promo, uh, go ahead, at me, at Take2Takedown. Call us, text us, 434-602-1931, and email us your questions, your concerns, your debates, anything you want us to talk about, wrestling or non-wrestling related. We are here for you. Triple T bag at gmail.com. And John hey. is episode 91. Real quick, before we leave, I have one quick question for you. Yes. This is my, my end of show stunner. Are you ready? Hit me with it. Real quick game in honor of one of our good friends, Hefe the Refe. Mm-hmm. Play a game with me. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. We're gonna play. We're gonna play restaurant. Ref. Restaurant. Okay. Okay. Restaurant. You know, Here's folks. You one of the best parts about this show is when John just makes shit up, and I have no idea where we're going. So, John, please continue with restaurant. So. One of the best place, one of the best things to do with Hef the Ref and uh, Craig the Machine is catch them off guard. Mm-hmm. And usually I do that by playing a silly game with them. This week is this. We're going to play Restaurant in honor of Jeff the Ref. Uh, Craig, you, real quick, combining your love of wrestling mm-hmm. and anything that has to do with a referee call or anything about a WDRE, you have to give me a main course with a name. You have to give me a dessert with a name and a mixed drink with a name that incorporates WWE and or anything dealing with refereeing. Go. Uh, So we're talking about a wrestling move and a dish related to each other or a ref call and more the ref side. So like you could have. um, So like a straight CD. Got it. Or like three, two, one knockout rum punch. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I see. I see where you're going with this. So you obviously went for the zebra, zebra striped ZD. Is that what you're saying for your main course? I was going zebra Here, zebra striped ZD. I'm going for uh, referee lunch. Mm-hmm. And for dessert, it'll be a three count chocolate lava cake. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm gonna go uh, three, two, one knockout uh, martini. Because refs fancy. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. For my main course, I may go for a uh, counted out antipasta uh, salad. Okay. Where, you know, where you will have all, well, you, no, you will have no, 10 no, pieces. No. Yes. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. No. There is no way in hell in our world a salad is oh, a main course. You know what? You're right in that. You're right in that. I'm going to so, go. I'm I'm going to go then you for take a... You that back and you think. I will go for a 10-count-out jambalaya where there will be 10 pieces of every single thing in that jambalaya. 
So 10 pieces Ooh. of sausage, 10 pieces of shrimp, uh, 10 pieces of Roma tomatoes, or whatever else you're going to put in your jambalaya. Uh, okay. Because I don't okay. believe I many things. Um, All so right, give me a dessert. Give me a um, referee sponsor dessert. Dessert? Mm, I think I'm going to have to go for a black and white ice cream sundae. Right. And then just to bring it all home to you, Jeff, because we love you, how about a Louis Trace Leches cake? Uh, obviously. I mean, that's that's a given right there. You get the, all the L's, and then there's the milk because he's a baby. Because he's a baby. Mm-hmm. You see how that works? I see exactly how that works. I see exactly how that works. <laughs> a little tip of the hat to you <laughs> Jeff the ref. And uh, talking about food is always fun between two fat guys. And... Uh, wrestling happened wrestling happened and thanks folks for joining us to listen to this wrestling we are glad you're here be sure to listen next week watch class of champions we're gonna have a lot about it, i'm sure and hopefully our new uh momentum slash uh loin based pulling and picking will uh do us better <laughs> you said shy is pulling his loins pulling his loins <laughs> episode 91 peace it's a podcast thanks for listening And don't forget, I love you, Bobby Rube. Bye, Bobby Rube. What are you doing? I was just figuring I'd call you, see how close you are to work, chit-chat until you get there. Oh, it's gonna be a minute. You are the worst person ever. Totally understand. Mm -hmm. My exciting life. Yeah, yeah. You know what we should talk about that's exciting, though? Wrestling. What's it? Wrestling? Mm hmm. Can you hear me now? Now I hear you. You disappeared for that entire thing you just said. <laughs> I will say that um, um, the preacher thing, mm-hmm. that was all straight ad lib just came out of me. I figured. Way. I figured so. I figured so. And I don't know when you thought of this ref to runt, uh, but I, I, like I said, I enjoy the fact, and I was serious about that. I love it when you just come up with some random shit that I'm like, well, God damn it. <laughs> And, and, and like I explained, I always love trying to catch you and Jeff. Jeff is easy. You yeah. catch him off guard on anything, and he's just dumbfounded. Right, right. You, you have the ability to roll with it and play <laughs> into it. But um, then I love when you, like, start doing, like, I'm going to do, like, an antipasta salad. Yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. There's no way a salad is a main course to us. Oh, I love you, John. Oh, man, it's a beautiful thing. It's a podcast. Like, you, uh. You actually made this day doable? (laughs) You're welcome. This has been a production of Take Two Podcasts. WTTV. 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 WTTP 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 WTTP